1: You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast with our friend John Owning. Landon, how are you doing today, sir?
0: Man, it's it's going to be a busy next few days with Thanksgiving coming up next week. We're going to have a whole bunch of football in a short amount of time, and there's going to be a a lot to cover in that short amount of time. But first things first, got to get to this first game, and, and it's... It's crazy because it feels like a revenge game. It feels like we we owe these guys something from what happened last year. So I'm excited to kind of dig into uh, the matchup here.
1: Right, so this is going to be the the Cowboys' first game over the next 11 days. They're going to play three games uh, in a very short time frame. So it's going to be fascinating to watch. This week they will take on the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Uh, The Falcons are 4-5. and They need a win. Dallas needs a win to stay alive. Let's go ahead and dive right into that matchup. And I want to talk about the Falcons offense against the Cowboys defense. And that is the premier matchup of the week. Uh, the Falcons offense at home this year has been fantastic, averaging 32.2 points per game. How can the Cowboys slow down this Atlanta offense that seems to be humming at home this year? Well,
0: I mean, I think, you know, the, the same way that they've been trying to slow down slow teams down so far is, you know, attacking, uh, uh, attacking the offensive line, trying to make Matt Ryan get the ball out of his hands quickly. Um, you know, doing what you can. I mean, here's the thing about a guy like Julio Jones is that it's basically about, slowing him down about limiting his uh opportunities you know they are going to do enough to try to keep him out of the end zone just through their own game planning it seems like right, right. so uh you know but but calvin ridley who is a big friend of the show to marcus mosher um is uh has been a <laughs> no he blocked me on twitter that's <laughs> did not <he> really <laughs> oh no okay yeah he did oh my god that's amazing <laughs> awesome uh so, yeah, I, you know, Calvin Ridley has not been short on touchdowns by any stretch of the imagination. He's, but I think a lot of that has to do with the attention that's been focused on uh, Julio Jones. And then, you know, again, because of Ridley, the addition of Ridley, uh, you know, Sanu gets uh, easily forgotten in this list. And he is a formidable player in his own. I mean, maybe not this year as, as opposed to previous years, but he's certainly someone that shouldn't be forgotten. Um, so, uh, you know really for the Cowboys it starts up front I think you know they have uh, the the depth at corner I think to you know give these guys to fight these guys to give these guys to make these guys work for you know their receptions and I feel like you know there's going to be a lot of contested catches going on here Um, but I think it's you know ultimately it, it likely will come down to how well uh, the defensive line is able to get pressure on uh, on Matt Ryan and force him to get rid of the ball quickly. So I went back and I watched the
1: Falcons-Cowboy game from last year because I like to torture myself a little bit. But actually, <laughs> the Cowboys' defense didn't play no, all no. that bad in this one. If you remember, the score at halftime was 10-7 Atlanta, and it wasn't like the Falcons' offense was tearing up the field. Uh, Matt Ryan finished the game with 215 passing yards. Uh, the Atlanta averaged just 3.9 yards per rush. Um, Julio Jones had six catches for 57 yards. I mean, he averaged less than 10 yards of reception. They did a pretty good job at holding down this Atlanta offense. It was the, it was the Cowboys offense that shot themselves in the foot over and over. So yeah. if the Cowboys can have a similar type of game on defense against Atlanta, I would think they're going to be fine. However, that's going to be tricky. The The Falcons offense, obviously, they've got Calvin uh, Ridley, who you mentioned now. They have a little bit more firepower than they had last year. Um, but the Cowboys are going to be without potentially a, a, a number of defensive tackles in this one. They may not have Antoine Woods, Daniel Ross, Malik Collins. Um, it, it's David Irving, obviously. It doesn't sound like Taco Charlton is going to play. So that's going to be a problem. But on the flip side, Atlanta's offensive line has not played all that well this season. Uh, they have Jake Matthews at left tackle. He's been okay, but it's been their interior of their offensive line that has really struggled. Brandon Fusco, their guard, is out for the season. Um, they have another guard who I'm, I can't think off the top of my head, who oh, Levitre. Yeah. Um, it is out. So, do you still think the Cowboys can, you know, potentially make some noise in the middle of this offensive line? Uh,
0: you know, I think it's going to be tough. I mean, you talk about who they've got in there, and, and you know, Alex Mack is one of the best centers in football, and has been has been a, a, a high volume, or high caliber player for a long time at the position. So, uh, I think you know he is someone that. Uh, is going to be tough to, to beat I mean you know but then again we also faced off against Kelsey last 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 week who at this point with Frederick out right. may be the best center in the league so um you know I, I think that I think that there's some hay to be made in there if you know i I personally think and, I, and we haven't we didn't get a chance to talk about the all-22 um uh, for the previous game. But going back and watching that, I was impressed with Antoine Woods' play. I thought that he has he really started to come onto his own. Um, and I don't know that that's going to mean much for the passing uh, game or slowing things down. I don't know how much you know pressure he's going to provide. But I do think that as a run defender, uh, you know, he can help shut that down. You know, they do have Ben Garland, who's a, the right guard. And, uh, you know, I guess he's been pretty decent, uh, you know, at least according to BFF and who knows if – you know what that means, but I, I think that you know you look at the guys that, that have Matthews finally kind of coming into his own. Uh, Schweitzer was a was a kid who I think was a center from UCLA, if I'm not mistaken, a couple years ago. Or yep. is that West? This might be the other Schweitzer. Um, but I, you know, look, I, I think the place that they need to kind of take a look at is Ryan Schrader. I, I don't know that Ryan Schrader the right. Yeah, side. I don't know that yep. Schrader is the same player that he had been. You know, in previous years. I mean, he's been, he's been a serviceable right tackle for a couple of years. I feel like that has maybe uh, just kind of watching a couple of his games. I watched the game last week against uh, Cleveland, wasn't it? And um, and the previous week, and, yep. and, and, and I felt like he was struggling at times. So I think Lawrence could definitely uh, try to make some inroads there. Um, you know, I, I think really what it's going to come down to is can the Defensive backfield and the linebackers, because I feel like the linebackers have started to play a, a larger role in this too. Uh, can they close the windows, you know, a little bit tighter to force Ryan to make tough throws and uh, has hold on to the ball a little bit longer, maybe long enough for the defensive line to get a hold of him
1: in this game? Would you be? Open to the idea of the Cowboys using Byron Jones to cover Julio Jones across the field, or you, or do you think they're just going to stay on their sides?
0: I kind of feel like they should stay on their sides because, you know, the, the thought here is that, you know, you're going to face a good wide receiver wherever, uh, you know, like I mean, Calvin Ridley is a really good wide receiver on of his own, and so is Mohamed Sanu. Now, no one is Julio Jones, obviously. But sure. I think that the truth is, is that they should probably focus more on being comfortable and covering the route, co- the you know the the actual routes, covering you know the the combination of the routes, uh, as opposed to really trying to overly focus on on, on Julio Jones. I, you know, I think that this is not a team that necessarily is doing a lot of following the wide receiver. You know, I, I I, I don't know if they've done it all year. I I don't know that I haven't noticed that they've done it. And so, I mean, I'm not saying that it, 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 there's no way that happens. I just would not be surprised at all. If they just decided to play their game, they play their, you know, on their sides and that they they would rather have the guys out there comfortable in what they're doing as opposed to uh, trying to specifically match up, uh, you know, Byron Jones versus Julio Jones. I I think that'll likely happen anyways, just because of the way these guys line up. Um, and, And, you know, I'm sure they'll move Julio Jones around a little bit, but I tend to think that the Cowboys should probably stick to their game, play their game. And just, you know, I, I, you know, have an awareness of where Julio is. I mean, I, I, I think that's the, the larger point. Following somebody around, that can c- cause its own issues, and it might just be detrimental, and, and it may just be a better thing for them to play the game the way that they're used to playing and, and, and play with fast and, and, and that level of comfort.
1: The last thing I want to say about the Cowboys' defense is this is a perfect matchup for Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. You get those two guys in a dome against a fast offense. This is where they should thrive. Um, Devontae Freeman's not going to play in this game, so you're going to see a lot of Tevin Coleman and Ido Smith. I think they can cover those guys out of the backfield pretty well. Um, and Austin Hooper, the tight end for Atlanta, has been a little bit more of a focal point of their passing game. I would expect to see Van Der Esch and Jalen Uh, covering Hooper a little bit in this game. So let's pause. We'll take a quick break, and we will come back, and we will talk about the Cowboys offense against the Falcons defense. Okay, this next part is going to be weakness against weakness. The Cowboys offense against the Falcons defense. Uh the Falcons defense has really struggled this year, especially in the red zone. Uh they've given up, they believe they've had 35 red zone uh basically trips or when opponents have gone down in the red zone and they've given up scores 33 times out of 35. Um, they are one of the worst red zone defenses in the league. They're, you just look at their their defense right now. Other than Grady Jarrett, they don't really have anybody playing all that particularly well. Vic Beasley and Tack McKinley have been major disappointments. Uh, Bruce Irvin, a player that I got to watch a lot in Oakland, um, has not been good this year. Deion Jones has obviously uh, been out the last few weeks. He may play in this one, um, but as of right now, their linebacking core has been atrocious. What does Dallas need to do well on offense this week to have some success against this Atlanta defense? They just
0: need to do well on offense. <laughs> like, I mean, thanks. It's great. Analysis. I mean, <laughs> but seriously, it's like I think if they execute their game and, uh, you know, they don't need to press. I, I think that I, I think that the thing is, this offense works better when they're playing at their rhythm and, and playing, you know, and, and that rhythm may be fast, you know, so I, I just think that the Cowboys need to come out and establish what they can do well and figure out, I mean, it shouldn't be difficult to figure out what's going to work well against this defense, and it may be a couple different things. So, they need to come out and figure out what's going to work well, whether that be you know, trying to expose the guys on the outside with Cooper or trying to, you know. Yes, uh, that's,
1: that should be the number one. That Robert Alford, yeah. who has played very well in previous seasons, has been atrocious this yeah. year. I think it was pro football focus It says that uh, the Falcons are the worst team against number one receivers in the league this year, and that's partly due to Alford's struggles.
0: Yeah, and I think that, that likely Cooper getting pushed to his side or trying to, Isley, Alfred on Cooper is something that the Cowboys are going to attempt to do. Um, I think that on top of that, you know, there's going to be, because of the linebacker play, um, you know, I I really don't know that the Cowboys shouldn't do anything different than they did last week against Philadelphia, you know? I mean, like, force the issue on the outside, make them, you know, eat up resources trying to make sure that that we don't get, beat them with chunk plays with Cooper and Gallup and then you know enjoy the 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 space that you've created by doing so with Ezekiel Elliott and and running out of you know more 11 personnel and and kind of just getting all the wide open spaces again you talked about it like you know inside on a on a dome situation with with turf like this is you know speed is going to kill, but, but, you know, getting all these small defenders and that's the thing is that you look at the Falcons defensive line and their linebacker core, this is an undersized group. And if they, if they can, if the Cowboys can get hats on hats on the first level, I don't trust anybody in that linebacker core Riley healthy or not, which he, I mean, he won't be healthy. Uh,
1: I mean, Jones, I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: I always get him and Duke Riley mixed up, man. Um, yeah, I got it. Uh, Deion Jones. LSU guys. Yeah, I know. LSU linebacker guys, right? It's like, uh, Deion Jones. I mean, Deion Jones are not, I mean, he, and Deion Jones is a fantastic linebacker. I'm not, you know, making hay, but I, I just, I, I'll take a coming off an injury, Deion Jones versus Ezekiel Elliott se- seven days a week and twice on Sunday, you sure. know? What I mean, uh, so I think that it's, it, it, that the game plan probably should not be that different. The, they have the the falcons have you know it's the it's the dutch boy, right? it's the there's too many holes in the dam and he doesn't have enough fingers to reach all the different spots. so right. the the cowboys just need to you know attack them a whole bunch of different ways, um make them make them defend the whole field because they don't have the talent to defend the whole field. um and then just, you know, hit them Hit him, mix it up. Hit him with the the quick pass outside and gallop. Hit him down the field with Cooper. Hit him inside with Elliott. Hit him, you know, with a short pass to Swaim, and just kind of make them kind of chase all around uh, what's going on. Again, one of the things I loved about last week was the the use of misdirection. Even though Elliott had a lot of you know yards, it wasn't like they were giving him all the touches. They were spreading the ball around, and it was beneficial to Elliott because it was you know they, the defense was having to account for more than just Elliott. Um, I think that should be the game plan again: establish that you're willing to use Cooper, that you're willing to use Beasley outside, that you're willing to throw a, a, a smoke screen to Gallup to get some yards if you guys are going to play off of them, and then once the ball's gone outside a couple different times, hit him inside with with Elliott and then throw the ball inside and then hit him outside with Elliott. Just keep on making them chase the dragon.
1: Just a couple of things really quickly. Um, First of all, Atlanta gives up the most yards per carry in the NFL, 5.2 yards per carry, which is just absolutely atrocious. When I went back and watched Atlanta, I watched them against Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Tampa Bay. One thing they really struggle with is any kind of misdirection. Last week against the Browns, they ran a, just a screen to Nick Chubb, but there was a, uh, like a end around that was attached to it. And all three linebackers went right to the end around and it basically left a wide open Nick Chubb for a touchdown. If the Cowboys can incorporate some of that and some read option to get these linebackers second guessing, they should have an easy time running against this front, especially if they want to put out Vic Beasley and Bruce Irvin on the edges because those guys cannot stop the run at all. Um, so expect to see uh, a lot of Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Desmond Trufant's an okay corner, but if the Cowboys throw the ball, look for it to be against that Robert Alfred. Um, he just really struggles with quickness this year, and teams have been putting him in the slot. Uh, Pittsburgh put Antonio Brown in the slot, and he couldn't he couldn't stop Brown at all. Um, I saw it even last week with uh, Rashard Higgins. So expect the Cowboys to go after Alford. All right, let's move on to our predictions for this game,
0: Landon. Who do you have winning, and why? I I think I've kind of gone back and forth on this, but I, I kind of think that the Cowboys have a good chance here. I, I mean, I think that I think so too. The matchups on the their side on the, the the my whole thing is whenever you look at a strength versus strength situation, to me, usually it's the the stronger of the weaknesses that ends up winning, you know, like so, whoever has yeah. the 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 least weak weakness, I guess, is probably. And I like the way the Cowboys' offense is playing currently, um, at least, you know, versus where the Atlanta defense is playing currently. Um, so, i I tend to think that Dallas is going to be able. And here's the other thing too: is that. I don't know that Atlanta is going to be able to control the pace of this game. I, I I don't have doubts that that Atlanta will, if they can really get on a roll, they could try to you know just try to. I think they're going to just come out and throw the ball and try to outscore us. Obviously, just you know, pour points on us, but. I think they're going to be in a lot in hurry. Up yeah, that
1: won't surprise me. They're going to try to wear out this defensive line that's already pretty thin. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't be surprised if they did that either. If if the Cowboys can force some early three and outs and then dictate the pace on you know the rest of the game, uh, providing their defense a, a break, some rest, you know, with with longer drives, uh, I think the Cowboys have a good chance of winning this game. Um, if they can't, if if you know Atlanta strikes early and often and then just continues to just you know attack 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 and this defensive line can't catch their breath and the offense can't score points then then you know there's an easy that's an easy path for victory for Atlanta for sure but I tend to think that things have started to feel like they may you know this is this is a win win one week lose one week team right now the the Cowboys if they want to do something this is their I mean these next two games are their chance, right? Like if, I mean, this everyone talked about how the season was over last week. If they win these two games, they're right back in this, right? Like they they've they suddenly become. I think what is it? They'll become one game back on Washington, depending on when they uh, on when they play them. And Washington's offensive line has just basically fallen into a huge hole and disappeared. So uh, I, the Cowboys have a means to do this, and they have a means to win this game. The question is uh, can they avail themselves of that? And it to me, it's set up to in a way that I feel like they, they can. So I'm going to pick the Cowboys um, I'm going to say 27 to 21, and the Cowboys get a defensive touchdown. Okay. Um, so
1: before I give my Wait, 28, 28, 21,
0: 21. Sorry, not 27. I don't even know how... 28, 21. I mean, 27 is not all that hard no, to get but, to, but man. okay. <laughs>
1: uh, one of my favorite things around this time of year is the New York Times playoff simulator you can go look at it look it up it's absolutely fantastic but it tells you the odds of every team making the playoffs depending on each game if the Cowboys win these next two games their odds of making the playoffs according to New York Times is 56 percent so wow I mean better odds than not and and that's you know even if you say they lose to the Saints the following week you're still above 50 percent chance to, to make the playoffs so these next two games are awfully critical for the Cowboys. I think they can win both. Will they? It, 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 I don't know. I, I'm, I'm I've been struggling with this all week, all season. All I think this season. is going to be <laughs> I mean, trying to predict this team has become <laughs> all crazy. Season. All season, I think this is going to be a higher scoring game than what people think. I think I would not be surprised if this turns into a 33 to 30 type of game uh, because Atlanta's offense is just really good and they can score against anybody. And their defense is really bad, and anybody can score against them. Uh, and that's what I'm going to pick for the score. I'm going to pick 33 to 30 for Atlanta. Uh, it's going to be close. But there's one thing I do want to mention about this game. Their kicker Matt Bryant is one of the absolute best in all of football. Anytime they get within the 37 yard line, he's basically automatic from 50 yards out. He is not playing this week. They're using Oakland, the Oakland Raiders' backup kicker from the preseason. Giorgio Tavecchio, uh, who has a not a great leg, who is uh, more of a, a short-range kicker. Don't be surprised if that ends up deciding this game one way or the other. The Cowboys have obviously had their struggles with Brett Maher, uh, but Giorgio is certainly not the kicker that Matt Bryant is. So just kind of keep an eye on that going forward. Um, I, I think it should be a fantastic game. I'm, I'm interested to see if the Cowboys can get uh, some revenge on the Falcons this week. I'm looking forward to seeing it. That's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. Make sure you check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast with our friend John Owning. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We will see you guys next time.